0: Somebody, somebody dropped a comment on the podcast, his name is Greg, Mm -hmm. I sent you a screenshot, you didn't see it?
1: I saw it, it said that our intros are too loud and our podcasts are not loud enough.
0: Yeah, he said the intro music is too loud. He said said VVOs, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's funny. I mean, that was a serious callback, man. That was a callback to like 10 episodes prior. So I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) This this guy's not fucking around. Um, All right. Shout out to Greg. Thanks, Greg. This episode is another... Oh, first of all, it's Rico, Made in China podcast. It's way too early in the morning. Um, I'm here with my co-host...
1: This is Mike. Hello. It's not early in the morning for me. I am in the United States of America, so I'm feeling good. Feeling fresh.
0: I don't even have my fucking coffee uh, because the McDonald's website is not working. Usually, I, I order McDonald's from the website and they deliver it to my apartment, but uh, it's not. It's on a tragedy
1: today. that you're living on McDonald's coffee over there,
0: man. Yo, McDonald's coffee is not bad. Like, it's actually not bad even it doesn't matter where you are they they make freshly brewed coffee and it's legit coffee man it's good um, all right uh, so this is another one of those 15 to 20 minute podcast episodes i'm not sure how we're gonna fit all this information into 15 to 20 minutes but uh it's how to maximize your canton Fair visit um basically i mean we're in china source fine asia all that stuff and i wanted to talk about is how to maximize your canton fair visit i think that there's a lot of things that there's not enough information about the canton fair f- first of all out there so just wanted to do a quick episode about that
1: i don't want to be a product of my environment i want my environment to be a product of me
0: me and mike will talk about this is what is the canton fair
1: uh yeah canton fair is a gigantic expo in Guangzhou, china uh it's hosted twice a year uh do you, the the months are april and august is that correct
0: yeah it's april and august but sometimes september as well okay they, they so... basically say spring and then and then autumn Kind of right, right, but those
1: are the months it usually falls on, and uh, it spans, I think, a little over a month. There's what they call three phases, so there's three, uh, four to six day phases that focus on different industries. Um, and like I said, it's 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 massive, and um, I have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure the all of the suppliers if not the vast majority of the suppliers are are from China um, and it's it's you can find everything there man uh, people f- been going on forever it's been something that's uh that that's been around way before I got to China in 2008 and um it's it's an interesting time if especially if you're living in Guangzhou it's a time where it's just so crowded people from all over come to Guangzhou, all the prices get jacked up, but, um, you know, if you're coming for your business, it could be an opportunity to uh, make relationships with suppliers and and get new ideas and, and, you know, get your business to the next step.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's that's that's the whole point is like uh, the benefit of the Canton Fair is having all like these, you know, hundreds or even maybe thousands of suppliers under one roof and you being able to go there and and source whatever product that you're looking for so i mean that's pretty much what the canton fair is um i'm going to start with my points so you want to do your research prior to going um basically you need to know what the right phase is for you uh obviously you want to know where the canton fair is located like what what we expect, what kind of suppliers are going to be there. So Mike mentioned there's three phases. Like phase one for April, April 15th to April 19th was phase one. And it was electronics and household, electrical appliances, light, light equip, equipment, vehicle and spare parts, machinery, hardware and tools, energy resources, chemical products, building materials. Phase two is April 23rd to April 27th. It's consumer goods, home decorations, gifts. Phase three is May 1st to May 5th office supplies, cases and bags, and recreation product, recreation products, food, um, medicines, medical devices, and health products, textiles and garments, shoes. Uh, so, I mean, definitely each phase has their niches, but they generally have overlap. You know, I've noticed when I go there, it, sometimes, you know, certain things that are not supposedly under consumer goods are still there, you know. Um so, yeah, you want to do your research part to go in, make sure you're going to the right phase, uh, getting your badge. So, you know, there's multiple ways you can get your badge. Uh, I guess the generally accepted way of doing it would be to go to the fair physically and be there super early and register. The reason why you'd have to be there super early is because if you don't go there very early, you're going to end up in line with thousands of people. Um, but the the sort of hack that I learned with the first time I went to the fair was just most of the four to five-star hotels in, in the city, in Guangzhou, which is where the Canton Fair is held, by the way, the, you can register there. You can go there, you give them your passport, you pay them about twenty less than $20 US, and then they'll print out your badge for you. So when you get to the fair, you just skip the line and go straight inside. Uh, that's to me, I think is the best way to do it, the most efficient way to do it. You don't even have to. Uh-huh. You don't have to be staying at the hotel to to, to register your badge. Um, accommodation, actually, accommodation is a point that I want Mike to talk about. What's that? Ho- the hot girl hotel.
1: The uh, Gong Yu. That's a a service apartment in. Um Jujian New Town. Jujan New Town is like the new center of of Guangzhou. It's nice, a very um, comfortable place if you're a Westerner and maybe not ready for you know fully diving into the Chinese experience. It's a good kind of mix of Chinese and Western culture. Uh, there's actually a lot of different um, service apartments in that area. It's not you're not gonna find the deals that you once did. Um, Guangzhou, like I said earlier, really hikes up the prices once Canton Fair comes around. So um, I would definitely recommend start looking into where you're gonna stay as early as possible. Um, Boling Gong Yu is a place there's, man, there's gotta be 10 to 10 to 20 different service apartments between Jujian Newtown and Liada where you could, you could search for a place that, that might cut you a deal. But I also recommend checking out other applications, you know, like, um, like Airbnb, and trying to find a, a place via that method. I'm not sure if the Airbnb crowd is hip to really marking up their prices during Canton Fair. But then there's also the option of you're going with a few people or you can uh, you know meet some some other entrepreneurs online who are in the same networks as you and and, and you could possibly try to get a, a larger, nicer place, um, you know, with, with multiple rooms that everybody could could stay in if you're if you're looking to budget. Uh, There are hostels. There are hostels all over the city if you're really looking to cut costs and go low. But, um, yeah, the the hotels book up fast. All of the hotels definitely are marking up their prices. So when it comes to accommodation, you definitely want to do your research in advance, and you want to get moving quick in order to, to be set up and comfortable. I don't suggest staying too far away from, uh, where the fair is being held because Guangzhou is a madhouse during Canton fair, especially the Metro lines going to be dealing with a lot of people. Um, and if you're, uh, if you're leaving at, um, you know, main business times, you're trying to get to the fair somewhere between nine and 11, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So you might want to leave a little early on the way there. might want to leave a little late on the way back. Um, and I think, travel to and from is also really important uh rico i don't know if you're you plan to Uh, how
0: how long are you going (laughs) you you jump into another point
1: i think so i was going to talk about a translator assistant
0: no i'm not done i just wanted you to talk about accommodation um something to keep in mind with accommodation is the airbnb in Guangzhou is not as good as what you should expect Outside, uh, like Hong Kong, Airbnb is fantastic, but Guangzhou is uh, a little bit shoddy. I, I they just in what to, in what in what sense? They're, the they're they're expensive, and then they're they're not too many options. Um, they're not too many options, and then sometimes, like I just I was just talking to a guy, uh, two days ago, who rented an Airbnb, and the pictures were photoshopped. When he got to the apartment, those mold coming out of the apartment, like coming out of the walls, and it was like you know. 20-year-old bedsheets. It was just crazy. Basically, it was almost like the person had maybe multiple apartments in that building and took pictures of the best one and then was renting out uh, the shitty one. Sure, that
1: can happen. There are decent Airbnbs in Guangzhou, though. I I know of a handful myself, so... And maybe you just got to put in a little more time contacting those people and demanding, you know, like a little yeah,
0: you got a little bit
1: updated photos or
0: something. You, yeah, you got to be a little bit more diligent with that. Like Hong Kong is different, but maybe Guangzhou you want to you want to do more research, check, read the comments, things like that. I read the reviews. Um going to food and entertainment. So like uh as Mike kind of briefly mentioned you don't want to you don't want to be too far away from the canton fair i don't know maybe you do because close to the canton fair like the, the canton fair is located at paju uh, complex and that's paju on the on line 8 on on the metro there's i don't think there's much to do there i mean the, of course there are restaurants and stuff like that but that's not where the majority of the people in gyeongju stay so in lieder which is a metro station on line 5 the red line if you exit and exit, uh, I think it's exit D, you walk over to Xing I think I've mentioned this before, and Xing there's those are two roads that intersect. They're the bar streets, They're one of the main bar streets in Guangzhou, and there's just like a thousand different restaurants. I've gone into this, I think, in in uh, How to Avoid China Days or something like that podcast to, like last week or two weeks ago. So, you know, I, th- I highly recommend that you want to stay not too far away from those areas, and you can you can, you know, get your food, get your entertainment. You can there's pl- plenty of places to go out around those areas. You're gonna meet other foreigners, um, just to keep yourself entertained. I guess you want to balance. Like, if you're coming to the Canton, if you're coming to Guangzhou specifically for the Canton Fair and you don't care about entertainment, then sure, go live, you know, close to the the complex. But if you want to. Enjoy your time here, and you want to explore what you know the nightlife has to offer. Then you maybe you want to consider staying in in, in Tianhe District, um, which includes Liéda and includes Zhujiang New Town, as 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 Mike mentioned.
1: Um, I just want to add real quick another great area for food nightlife um, will definitely be packed during the Canton Fair, but um, there's a ton of different options. So uh, is Taojing Jing. Uh, if you're on the metro it's line five Tao jing uh exit a is your best bet it's gonna let you off right by the garden hotel you can uh walk left until you see the starbucks and that whole street is just packed with uh good restaurants and and cool little bars and lounges
0: what to expect at the fair how to how to navigate so once you get to the fair you know it's like you if you it depends on where you're coming from but basically there's going to be an entrance there'll be there'll be clear signage that says you if you already have your badge go this way if you don't have your badge go to the registration um you uh, i think mike's going to talk about a translator but interesting thing is there's limitations on bringing chinese people to the fair i'm not quite sure why they do that but like as a foreigner you can go there like You just pay for your badge and and your badge is relatively cheap. Once you have your badge, by the way, don't throw that away. You can use that basically forever. But there's limitations on on how many Chinese people can go. And I think it's super expensive if you want to bring more Chinese people to the fair. Um, So I think as a foreigner, you're allowed to bring one or two translators with you. I think it's actually one. Um, And then if you want to bring more, you have to pay some ridiculous amount of money. Um, So yeah, that's something to... keep in mind when you're going to the fair once you get inside it's just like this huge plaza like with multiple floors i think there's three or four floors and there's multiple buildings you really want to this is when it goes down to doing your research you really want to understand which area of this building you want to focus on because in my experience i've never been able to stay at the canton fair for more than four hours before i just get fucking exhausted you know, it's, yeah. it's, there's thousands of suppliers. It's huge. You you cannot never, you can't go and explore that whole place in a day. It's just impossible. So you really want to understand, okay, what is the right phase? Where is the area where my cluster of suppliers are going to be? And where do I want to spend the most amount of time? Maybe you want to go in and do a quick scan and then go to the area that suits you the most and focus your time there. Um, maybe you already know that area and just want to go straight there. Um, so we, you're basically going to be walking around and then there's like um, aisles with a ton of suppliers and they all have samples of their products. So you just walk in there, there the the sales staff speaks English, most of the sales staff speaks English, you can walk in there and just start talking about your project, your product, your project, and and they'll give you even rough quotations and lead times, things like that. Um, They'll give you, sometimes they'll give you samples to take with you. Keep in mind, though, that the majority of the suppliers at the Canton Fair are not really the ones that will be in Guangdong province. The Canton Fair actually gives an opportunity to suppliers who are not uh the most famous suppliers on on alibaba or the ones that you'll find in guangzhou and shenzhen and Dongguan, a lot of these suppliers are from north and from inland china things like that so that's something to also keep in mind is like where is your supplier located because you might be thinking oh yeah this is awesome i found five six seven different suppliers but then they might be in the middle of nowhere in china you know um and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just something to keep in mind that you might have to do quite a bit of traveling if you plan on actually visiting these, these factories. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind, I guess, is like you'll, you'll receive a lot of plastic bags with like swag, I guess, you know, magazines and things like that. So maybe you don't want to accept all the plastic bags from everybody and uh also you will see there'll be sourcing agents there there'll be translator services there um there'll be a lot of extra things that added services that you can find at the canton fair another thing as well keep in mind food at the canton fair like there's there's like a food area there's a, a food court and it's mostly fast food restaurants there's like McDonald's i think there's pizza hut and things like that but it's overpriced, you know, it's almost like one and a half times the normal price. So I never really eat at the Canton Fair. I'm going to eat before and after. And yeah, that's pretty much all my points.
1: Yeah, the food in the Canton Fair is nothing to uh, nothing to brag about for sure. Uh, as Rico said, uh, bringing a translator might not be completely necessary. Um, if you really think you need a translator for something, I'd say just waiting until the second day. Um, almost every supplier has English speaking staff. They really make a a point of it, uh, to accommodate English speakers at the fair. Uh, one thing Rico forgot to mention was business cards. Of course, bring business cards. Everybody's going to ask you for your card and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're going to meet people. You're going to meet the suppliers that you intended on meeting, but I'm sure you're going to run into other suppliers. You're going to run into, um, you know other other entrepreneurs and cool people at the fair. It's always good to have something on you to be able to exchange um, info and stay in contact with those people.
0: Um, also, you just look more professional if you have business cards. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, as far as um, you know, the who you're who you're going to see how I like to do it you know when I go to any expo but especially the Canton Fair is um I like to do a walkthrough first you know I've mapped out the specific locations where I'm going I know um the suppliers I want to talk to but you know I just like to take a a stroll around and, and 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 see what's out there and and I think one thing that I've always been able to do at the Canton Fair is I've always been able to find um you know, new products and new ideas and, and, and been able to come up with some, some cool new projects or or new plans or new ideas just from, from, uh, you know, different things that you'll see at the fair. And I think that's one thing, you know, you're going with, with goals in mind, but, uh, you know, keep an eye out for, for something that, that looks interesting and, and keep an open mind towards the ideas that might, you know, pop up in your head along the way uh past that you know the things we we spoke about before just i would go early try to register at the at the five-star hotels like rico said if if you can't get that done or it's way out of the way you can do it at the fair uh, you just need a business card some information when i did it a, a, a while back it was only 100 rmb i don't think the price has gone up that much since then and um yeah, that's 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 my, my basic info on, on the Canton Fair, of course. You know, depending on your project and what you're looking to accomplish, I could give you more specific advice, but uh, that's the uh, general to-do.
0: Another thing, uh, another, like, sort of hack that I learned is when you, let's say you go to the Canton Fair and you source a bunch of suppliers, they give you quotations. The best thing you can do is, is post-Canton Fair, uh, contact those suppliers, as if you didn't meet them at the Canton Fair. Why? Because they're going to give you a better rate than they gave you at the Canton Fair. The Canton Fair is overpriced. Every single time, you know, the suppliers are going to charge you more money because they're like, oh, you know, it's a foreigner. They don't know the prices. So what you you, want to do is pretend like, hey, I found your factory on Alibaba or I found your factory through a friend of mine or whatever it is. Maybe even have a Chinese person contact that factory on your behalf. And I guarantee you the price that you get at the counterfeit versus the price that you get pretending that you found them through some other means is going to be cheaper. So it's definitely an important point to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, and I would say, you know, like we talked about the translators aren't necessary, but having a, a Chinese person or a Chinese speaker that you could reference for different things, I think is is extremely important. You know, uh, you're caught in a busy part of the city, and you need to to get somewhere else. Uh, cabs might be hard to find at that time. You might not be near a metro, but a, a Chinese person could help you get a a, a called taxi. You know, like a a Didi or Chinese Uber or something like this. Um, you know, if there is something that um, one of the suppliers can't answer, if you had someone that you could reference and say, "Hey, I need you, I need your help." Uh, with this specific question you could shoot them a um a wechat voice that might be something that that you know could save you a lot of hassle all
0: right that's uh that's it that's you know how to maximize your canton fair visit uh, as usual guys if you want to follow us you can uh find us at source my asia on facebook twitter and instagram uh, you can go to the website to listen to the episodes and and get all the show notes That's SourceFindAsia.com slash Made in China. See you guys next week.